Good morning. Good morning, Sam. This is Cynthia. How are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang out with me for a few minutes. Of course. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that we are already recording. All of this will be okay. edited afterwards so we can have some informal dialogue if you want and then we'll kind of get started. Great. Okay. I don't expect to be on the phone for more than about 10 minutes, you know, 15 minutes tops. Okay. Does that work for you? Yeah, that's great. Okay, good. So, um, this is actually my first podcast, just to give you a little bit of background about myself. Um, I've been okay. in higher education and in particular financial aid and enrollment management for about 18 years. And um, my husband is the one who, as he's seen me kind of just get more exposed out in front of people and starting to do more presentations and working in committees and stuff with the state of New Jersey, particularly, he's like, Sim, you got to build your dig- you know, digital presence. So, um, so I'm navigating this really for the first time. So, um, I, wow. yeah, yeah. So I appreciate, I know I see you have all, ex- all this experience about being in front of, the, in front of the TV. So I'm sure I'll learn something today. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're just, you know, a typical family from New York, actually. I'm, I'm 44. I have, uh, three boys. Um, I have a junior in high school, an eighth grader, a fifth grader, and I'm actually expecting my fourth boy in February. Oh my god, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. So that's that's a little bit of our background here. And so Samantha, why don't we get started and I'll start asking you some questions and maybe we'll start um if that's okay with, with you. Great. Great, awesome. So Samantha, thank you. Should I call you Sam or Samantha? So Sam, thanks so much for joining us today. I wanted to take an opportunity to just hear a little bit about your background and how you um, became involved in as a meteorologist with Cleveland 19 News. So I've been working in broadcast meteorology since 2010 and I got my start in Macon, Georgia, worked my way up to Huntsville, Alabama. My next stop was Richmond, Virginia, which is actually close to where I'm from. And then I got an opportunity to move within the company, Raycom at the time, to our sister station in Cleveland. So I've actually been here since Labor Day of 2016. Awesome. That's great to hear. Congratulations. So it looks like, um, Sam, what really interests me and drew me to invite you on to the podcast was a particular tweet that you uh, sent out regarding your educational journey and your student learning journey. And I was wondering if you can actually touch a little bit upon that because I, I think that, you know, every day there's stories in the news about college tuition crisis and the student loan crisis and we really just wanted to get a sense from real people like yourself um, and hear hear about their educational journey and hear about their student loan journey. Sure, so I enrolled at the University of Tennessee in 2006 and um, I'm from Virginia so I went to school out of state. Uh, which I do think can be done as long as you go about it the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, You just have to have a 
proper guidance, I think. And um, so I enrolled at the University of Tennessee, graduated in 2010, tried to get out as quickly as possible, four years. I didn't want to linger because I, you know, wanted to go to four years and then um, get started in my career. So the day after I graduated, I actually enrolled at Mississippi State online uh, in state tuition for that. Went to Mississippi State for three years. Um, I was not in a position where my parents had saved for college, you know, and from a single parent home. So everything in my education, other than any like small grants that I received, mm-hmm. was all financed through student loans. So it was a huge amount of money. And when I graduated in 2010, my first job paid $23,000 a year, which wasn't even a quarter of what my loan debt was. And that's just a small fraction. So working my way up through different television markets, um, obviously as you move up, you make a little more money. So working my way up, um, I would get, you know, a raise here and there, um, going into my 10th year in the business. So um, as I continued to work my way up and make more money, you know, you're just trying to get to a point where you can just make even minimum payments because it's such a large amount of debt. So when your interest rates are high and you're not able to pay on that principal, you're making 23, and then I think when I moved to Huntsville, I was making 35, and even that is not enough to put a dent, you know, what should be a good salary when you're 25 years old, it's not. So that's kind of my journey, um, finally getting up here. Uh, to a bigger market. Cleveland is the 19th largest television market in the country, Cleveland, Akron. Um, I was finally able to get into a position where I could make a more significant dent. And within the last two years, my husband and I have been able to pay off $80,000 in student loans. Wow. Greg, we are at 80000 correct? Yep. Greg is my financial <laughs> planner and guru. Uh, I'm not a numbers person. A lot of journalism majors are not. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we've made countless sacrifices, done a lot of things that um, are tough to do um, in order to make that kind of sense. But I'm very thankful that we've been able to do that. So, Sam, you know, you hit on so many good points, and from a financial aid expert perspective, you know, one of the most important tips that we try to get students to understand is something called time on task, and it's really, you know, progress through degree completion, accelerate in a manner as best as we can, Um, navigating academic programs, Um, and curriculum and the amount of credits it takes to really keep on graduation, you know, track. Um, And and that in itself is truly a savings. Um, There's a a phrase that we use, 30 to finish. So it really does take 30 credits a year at minimum to graduate within four years. And so while you're perhaps taking 30 credits, some students are not earning all 30 credits. And so that's part of really... um, financial aid experts and the institution's responsibility to help students understand that because there's actually savings 
um, around that, right? So if you're taking a fifth year to graduate, that's added tuition and that's a, a loss of wages for that year. So that's, that's really important, I think, for um, folks to understand. Another point that Absolutely. I... Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, you know, how do you maximize summer and online courses and really kind of just push through your degree? So another point that you brought up um, that's important for folks to understand, I think, is that in-state, out-of-state tuition, right? So in, in, in particular, my, my uh, institution is in New Jersey. New Jersey has a robust financial aid program, which incentivizes students to stay in-state uh, because they get grant money. And once they roll out of the state, let's say they move to you know, a college within New York or Florida or Midwest, um, they, they, they lose that, that grant funding from the state. So understanding the rules and regulations around financial aid um, really does help lower uh, borrowing, right? So eighty thousand dollars. Congratulations. That's that's fantastic. So do you have? Do you have um, I know it takes a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hard work. Um, and there's a lot of programs within the federal loan program to to help um, with repayment. You know they do have um, staggered repayments that would address, you know, a percent of your discretionary income, but um, the quicker you can get, it, get out of it, you know, obviously, um, the less interest that's that's accruing. So it's kind of the same concept, right? Time on task, so time on payment. Um, but it, it does, it t- and you're fortunate that you were able to move up your in your career to allow you to do some of that. So what, why don't you tell me a little bit more about some advice you might give um, students just graduating um, as it relates to maybe career advice or even advice on how to, you know, look and, and start to tackle student loan debt and balancing all of that? So, obviously, I think it starts before you even get into college. You know, your dream school might be in a different city and I I never want to discourage anyone from pursuing his or her dreams. Um, Because again, there are scholarships, there's financial planning, a lot of stuff that can get you there. But if you find yourself in a situation where you're going to an out-of-state school, you're going to have to pay that stuff back. And I don't I really feel strongly that financial education is not something that a lot of high school students are getting. Um, And that that kind of education, in my opinion, should begin in middle school so that you don't graduate and find yourself in the situation that I was in, making $23,000 a year um, and not even able to pay the income based repayment and having to defer and forbearance and then you're just digging yourself into a bigger interest hole. So for those who do come out with significant debt, the only way to pay this stuff off is through extreme sacrifice. Living well below your means. I mean, you may be making $50,000 a year plus, but you are going to have to 
sacrifice. I've been driving the same car since 2011. Um, it paid off, and I don't even want to pay off my student loan plan to purchase a new one anytime soon. I'll be driving until the wheels fall off. I've lived in homes, rental homes that were uh, very, very old and not the most glamorous conditions. And a lot of that sacrifice Those are all great tips, truly. Um, it's something that I feel very passionate about um, as well. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, you know, there there is a lot of concern about the value of education and that value of the investment that you're making um, as it relates to borrowing. Um, and so while there are, you know, billions of dollars in, in scholarships and grants, um, sometimes you still have to finance your education. And I think that people are, you know, right now kind of struggling with the value of that investment. I truly do believe education is still um, a great investment. There's a big return. And I was just wondering if we can wrap up by um, your thoughts on that. Would you do anything differently? Do you think that debt really, um, you got a return on it? If you had asked me that five years ago, when I wasn't able to pay back what I can now, I would have said no, that I didn't feel like I got the value for my money. Um, but with time and hard work and working my way up, and I have a bachelor's in journalism and electronic media, and then my second um, certificate of meteorology, uh, from Mississippi State, so kind of two different programs. There's 100 worth of education, three of it online. And my education has given me a million opportunities to follow my dream. I've always wanted to be a broadcaster, um, and I couldn't have done that without my education. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today in Market 19 know, living out my dream if I hadn't gone to UC. My first news director, Nathan Georgia, actually told me, I gave you a shot because 
she had that bachelor's degree from Tennessee, which is where she went. So I, maybe I wouldn't have even gotten my foot in the door at the place that launched my path to my career and where I'm at now. But I do think there are probably smarter ways to go about it. You have to pick a good major. Again, never want to encourage anyone to not follow their dream if their dream is liberal arts or an English degree or, you know, something that people are starting to associate with, you know, not STEM, but maybe not a super high-paying career. I never want to discourage anyone from doing that. But I do think that maybe there's smarter ways to go about it. Going to school is safe, looking for every single scholarship you can find. Um, that financial education on the front end before you even go to college, you just have to do it the smart way. Again, I don't want anyone to graduate and be excited about holding that degree in their hand, but if you're only making, you know, $8 an hour with a degree and you can't pay it back. You have to make smart decisions. Absolutely, absolutely. Sounds like a lot of research, a lot of planning, a lot of good decisions. And then, you know, some some real sacrifices along the way. Well, that was fantastic. Thank you, Sam, for all of your great tips and really sharing your story um, with us. And I hope, you know, some folks will walk away um, with some ideas and self-reflect on um, best ways for them to move forward. Is As we wrap up, Sam, is there anything that you'd like to share? Any projects that you're working on? Do you want to share your social media handles for those of us listening? Yeah, so my Twitter account, I'm super active on Twitter. It's at Sam Roberts, W-X, W-X is short for weather. So at Sam Roberts, W-X, I'm always tweeting on there about um, the weather. And I do put out a lot of student-related tweets because I feel like that's been such a big part of my life. And I just want to see real reform with this issue and reform around the cost of education. So I try to, you know, I'm to have this Twitter audience with thousands of followers. Um, I want to put out something meaningful other than it's going to be sunny and sunny vibes today. So um, follow me on Twitter. We always chat on there about um, student loans or uh, whatever anybody wants to chat about. And um, I'm just looking forward to uh, hopefully a bright future for everybody who's graduating this upcoming semester. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And it was great talking to you and we'll be following you. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.